I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. This is C.J. Pearson, Uncensored. The answers are absolutely enthused. I look forward to doing an announcement at the right time. Uh, as you know, it's very early, but I think people are going to be very, very happy uh, when I make a certain announcement. What's up, guys? CJ Pearson here. Welcome to CJ Pearson up on Censor. Guys, I'm actually doing this episode from a brand new place. I'm back home for the summer. I moved out of my dorm late last week, uh, and I'm back home. Back in Augusta, uh, happy to be here. It's been uh, a good bit of R and R. Like guys, like college absolutely wrecks your sleep schedule. It literally does. Like so, literally, I've spent like I feel like the last like five or so days just trying to like get on a normal sleep schedule, and it's been so rough and so bad. I'm literally recording this at three a.m. That's how bad my sleep schedule is right now. Um, so pray for me. <laughs> We're still working on it. We'll get through it, but. Um, nah, it's, it's been good. It's good to be back home. It's good to be back in my bed. Good to be eating some home cooked food and food that you don't have to pay for. Can I, can I, can I talk about that? You know, no Uber Eats, no DoorDash, none of that necessary food you don't have to pay for, you know, you know, shout out to my mom for that. Um, it's been, it's been some goodie in here. And, you know, if I didn't get the freshman 15, um, during the school year, I'm definitely about to pick it up over the summer. So, uh, catch me in the gym. Definitely catch me there. But guys, it's been a busy week in terms of the news, you know, and, and one thing that has been really reaffirmed for me this week is how much I hate fake Republicans. Seriously, how much I hate fake Republicans. Like these people, they're, they're so, and, and these people are always so self-righteous. They pretend to be more conservative than you and I, even though they basically vote like, you know, any other liberal. And, and, and they're afraid to fight. You know, they talk about how America is in such danger, how Joe Biden is such a threat, how Barack Obama is such a threat. But the way they actually govern, the way they fight for the things they believe in, it makes you think that if you actually believe those things, that America is in such great jeopardy, then why are you such a coward, right? And I don't think anyone really personifies that more right now than Liz Cheney herself. But should anyone really be surprised that Liz Cheney is the way that she is? Like She is indeed the daughter of Dick Cheney, a guy who 
hasn't seen a country he doesn't want to bomb, uh, who is more establishment, who is as establishment as establishment gets. Like, like when people are just sitting here saying, I'm so surprised that Liz Cheney is like this. I'm like, how literally could you be? It's in her blood to be like this. It's in her blood to sell out the American people. It's in her blood to go out and, 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 and fight for the special interests and not you and I. Like, it's just literally how she was raised. It's how she came about. And so anyone just being, acting surprised, I'm just like, well, I don't know why you had so much faith in her. Like, seriously, I have no clue why you had so much faith in her. Uh, and, and we've seen this continued. You know, she's gone on this entire media tour, basically bashing President Trump, seeking to basically open the door to her apparently running in 2024. You know, the thing about these people that I actually really love about them, actually, it's, it's their fatal flaw, but it always brings me great entertainment. These people think they are so damn popular. Like, it doesn't matter how much you tell them to shut up. It doesn't matter how much hate they get. It doesn't matter how many times people, you know, tell them that they're going to get primary. It doesn't matter how many times they get ratioed on Twitter. They get attacked in public. You know, they get, they get booed off of stages. Like, Mitt Romney was literally booed off of a stage in his home state of Utah, uh, you know, the early, this past weekend. And, like... He's going to keep doing him. He's going to keep talking all that nonsense, being the coward, the cuck that he is, because that's all he knows how to be. And the same thing with Liz Cheney. Like, she's literally saying that she might run for president in 2024 because she is so full and high on her own ego, so cocky. So just uh, she literally thinks that she has a, a chance at being president of the United States. Like these people, I really like for people that really hate the idea of marijuana legalization, there's only one thing that explains the things that come out of their mouth and the random ideas that they have in their heads like, oh, I can be president of the United States and it has to be weed. Like Liz Cheney is smoking something. And I don't I don't even think it, I don't even it might not even be weed, guys. It might not even be weed because for the delusions that she's having, it may be a little bit stronger. It may be a little bit stronger. And so, you know, I, I, I digress, though. It's, it's insane. But now what, what's shaping up, and thankfully this is long overdue because, remember, shortly after January uh, 6th, you know, there was this, this new leadership vote in the House where a large – there was a secret vote and a large part of the Republican caucus decided that they were going to keep Liz Cheney in the office that she had. Kevin McCarthy brokered this deal that he was going to keep her there, that, you know, that he hoped that she would behave more. And it just – the problem went from bad to worse, and now we're at where we're at. Uh, but now things are actually changing. It looks like there's going to be another shakeup here in the House Republican leadership with Representative Elise Stefanik taking her place, uh, who was not too long ago. She was the youngest uh, woman ever elected to the House of Representatives. Of course, since then, uh, Representative Angel Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has taken her place. Uh, but, you know, she was truly a rock star and she's earned the endorsement of President Trump. She's been endorsed by Representative Steve Scalise, who currently serves the Republican majority whip or the Republican minority whip, excuse me. Uh, and so it seems as if really um, it's all but a done deal and a vote will happen in the next week or so. And Liz Cheney will be cast away into the shadows where she belongs. And, uh, you know, I really cannot wait. I cannot wait because I'm, I'm tired of hearing about her. Like people literally voted for people like Donald Trump because we never wanted to hear the last names Cheney or Bush again. Like that's why we did that. And for some reason, the media is so obsessed to find any Republican who's willing to attack Donald Trump 
so obsessed to find them that they will elevate them, they will blow them up, they will gas them up with this, again, with the just the absolute nonsensical idea that they have a, a shot in hell of being president is just insane to me. Like, it's, it's literally crazy because it's like how many times did these types of candidates be rejected at the ballot box for them to understand that people don't like you? People literally do not like you. And it's just as simple as that. Like if you look, look at Texas, you know, Adam Kissinger created this super PAC basically to go like back, I guess, anti-Trump, never Trumper candidates. And the guy that he endorsed literally, I think, finished with like 2% of the vote. And the Trump endorsed candidate was first place. Like this is not a popular thing in the Republican Party. Like, the Republican Party is still very much supportive of President Trump, still very much in his corner, and for very good reason. Donald Trump energized the Republican Party unlike any person I can think of, and definitely energized the Republican Party a lot more than Liz Cheney ever will, Adam Kissinger ever will, and surely than Mitt Romney ever did. And so for people to say that we just need to run away from him and ban him and banish him and just not acknowledge him anymore... Like, if you want to lose, yeah, let's do that. If you want to make sure that we never get the House back, we never get the Senate back, then yeah, let's 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 do that. That sounds like a perfectly genius strategy, right? But it's not. It's nonsense. It's dumb. It's stupid. And these people seemingly just love to lose. And it's why we don't listen to them. It's exactly why we don't listen to them. But thankfully, thankfully, though, it doesn't look like it looks like they're going to actually be a lot more mad than they even are right now a lot more mad than they are right now because president trump did an interview this past week just actually i think yesterday or so with candace owens on her new show on the daily wire and he made some news we'll talk about that after the break I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Welcome back, my friends. So is Donald Trump about to run for president in 2024? Well, for goodness sake, I hope so. America would surely benefit from, especially after four years of what looks like is going to be a disastrous Biden administration. We've already seen the effects of it from gas prices to us losing the confidence of our allies and even the the fear of our adversaries, uh, you know, on the world stage. Uh, we're hurting, you know, as a country. Uh, we see a president who is literally telling Americans that even though they're vaccinated, they shouldn't go outside, that they shouldn't, I don't know, whatever. Like, it, it, we are living in such dumb times that I really can't, like, I sit down sometimes and I just think, and I'm just like, how did we get here, right? Like, how did we get here? But nevertheless, I digress. But it looks like 
President Trump is about to swoop in and save us. In an interview with Candace Owens this past week, he made this comment that really gave me some hope. Really gave me some hope. One more question, because I'm sure you've gotten this question tons of times, but are you going to run in 2024? And if so, can I be your vice president? Oh, that's very interesting. Wow, what a good choice that would be. That would be fantastic. Trump Owens, Uh, 24. So... uh, yeah, I think that's a great, I would be, you would be fantastic. And, you know, I really appreciate the job you do and everybody does. Uh, the answer is I'm absolutely enthused. I look forward to doing an announcement at the right time. Uh, as you know, it's very early. But I think people are going to be very, very happy uh, when I make a certain announcement. And, you know, for uh, campaign finance reasons, you really can't do it too early because it becomes a whole different thing. Otherwise, I'd give you an answer That's that correct. I think you'd be very happy with. But uh, so we are looking at that very, very seriously. And uh, all I say is stay tuned. Yeah, well, I guess we'll take you at your word. And that means that in 2024, Trump and Owens are going to be on the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like he's saying he's going to make an announcement. An announcement that, as he said, people are going to be really excited once they hear it. And it even seems like we might even get Candace Owens our VP pick. And I got to say, if that happens, I don't think America has ever seen a force quite like what we'd be looking at if we got both of them on the same ticket. Um, But I think 2024 is going to be a huge year for the party. Huge year for the party. Because I'm excited about all the potential we have. You know, people like Ron DeSantis, I I really can't tell. I tell people this so much. Ron DeSantis is like... I'm like, I just get so excited just when, when people talk about the just even the idea of him running for president. If Donald Trump doesn't run, this is Ron DeSantis' race to lose. Like, this is a man who's done every single thing right as governor of Florida. Everything from standing up to the tyrants who wanted to shut down his state. Uh, everything from banning critical race theory within public schools in Florida uh, to offering, literally refunding the police. You know, all these people on the left, they want to defund the police because they want to push this conspiracy theory, this downright fallacy that the police are just going out and about and indiscriminately shooting black people. Well, Governor DeSantis said, well, I'm not going to defund them. I'm actually going to give them all $1,000 bonuses across the entire state. That's what he just did. Uh, and, and you have him doing this anti-riot legislation, which which heightens the penalties for those who go out and commit these gross acts of violence under the guise of seeking justice or anger because of whatever reason. He actually did something about it. You have another act that he did was banning COVID passports. Like this guy literally does not miss. Like he literally does not miss. I, I, I can't think of a single thing that he's done as governor that I've heard about that I'm just like, wow, like that was the wrong move or wow, that wasn't good. Like that gives me even remote pause. Like this is a guy who knows how to govern and who knows how to implement the American first agenda better than really anyone I've seen at the state level. And that's something that deserves a lot of credit going into 2024. And if Donald Trump does run DeSantis, honestly, he's my first choice for VP. But if Donald Trump does not run, Ron DeSantis is my guy. Like, let me make it clear now. Let me let me just say that. Ron DeSantis is my guy. Like, you know, 
unless something crazy, drastic happens that, I don't know, he, he, uh, he doesn't like what Christy Nome did, you know, looks like she's such a star and then she just messes up on such slam dunk legislation, like, I don't know, protecting the integrity of women's sports, then I, I think it's already settled for me. Like, Ron DeSantis is the guy that I'm going with. Um, and, and the thing is, there's so many, and it's hard because there's so much talent within the party right now. You know, you have folks like Tim Scott, who is just so inspirational and, and has such an incredible story and who I relate to so much as a black conservative. But guys, like Ron DeSantis, like he does not miss. Like he does not miss. And it's just, just watching him and everything he's been doing as governor has just really made me super, super excited about all there is to come uh, in the months and years to come as we, as we inch towards 2024, which seems like a long time away. It always does. It always seems like a long time away until it's there. And then it seems like the presidential election will never end and never end. And it just goes on and goes on and goes on. I, I, I remember, so in 2012, like, I was old enough to remember, like, voting for Mitt Romney in, like, our mock election, unfortunately. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, like, I wasn't old enough to, like, go through, like, all the primaries and the entire, like, campaign announcements and things like that. Or, like, definitely not old enough to, like, remember it vividly, right? But 2016, I went through it. Like, I remember, like, the first announcement on the Republican side was Ted Cruz. And just from there, I just felt like that election just went on and on and on. It was just, like, never ending. It's like you get through the primary, and the next thing you know, you're in the general, which seems like that lasts forever. And then, of course, with 2016, that election just never ended because you have, you know, the left saying, oh, my God, this election was stolen by Russia, blah, blah, blah. And so it's like you thought the election was over on Election Day, but in reality, it actually continued for four more years as they sought to impeach him, discredit him, because they don't know how to lose, um, you know go figure but right like the, the same people who are like rollings are sore losers they don't know how to accept defeat are the same people who literally for four years after donald trump was elected sought to undermine his presidency at every single turn because they were just so mad and so upset that they nominated someone like hillary clinton who is less likable than literally like there are probably stds with approval ratings higher than hillary clinton and they're just like oh my god how did we lose like well you lost because that's who you put up like it's not some grand conspiracy theory it's out on Russia. It's on the fact that you, as I said, literally they could have nominated like herpes to be president and she probably literally would have done better in the electoral college than, than Hillary Clinton did. So like, again, I digress, I suppose, but whatever. But, you know, in other news kind of, you know, segueing away from the election stuff, it looks like Derek Chauvin may be getting a new trial. He, uh, you know, basically went for... I filed for a new trial, basically citing uh, this um, uh, issues with the jury. So one juror was basically exposed for wearing a Black Lives Matter to you. It says, like, get your knee off my neck with uh, Martin Luther King, like, uh, on the T-shirt as well. And so obviously that brings up the question of bias and whether or not um, that juror went into the trial with a predisposed opinion, which you're not supposed to. You just look at the facts of the case. And from that... That's how you decide whether or not you can be uh, impartial or whether or not someone is guilty or not guilty. Uh, going into the juror, juror room and, and having a, an opinion already before you even hear the evidence of the case, it biases the jury. Uh, and so, you know, for, for me, I, I think that Derek Chauvin should be locked up. I think he should go to jail. Uh, but at the same time, I also believe in the integrity of our justice system. And if this is indeed true and that there were these biases that existed going to the trial, I think that 
that is only right and fair just for the just the sake of justice that Derek should even get this trial. But like for a lot of people, like this isn't really come to a surprise because it's like you have this entire trial was marred by people like Maxine Waters going out in the streets and, and literally threatening threatening people within the jury and really threatening all of America that if Derek Shubin wasn't found guilty, that they were going to burn down the entire country. And some of you may have missed her comments. Let's play them real quick. Let's roll that clip. We've got to stay in the street and we've got to, we've got to demand justice. And I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that they say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we, got, we cannot go away. We've got to stay on the street. Uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need this. Yeah, literally. That woman is literally a terrorist. Like, literally a terrorist. Like, if a Republican ever said that in any context, for any, whatever reason, like, they would literally be called a domestic terrorist. They would be censored. They'd probably be removed from office. And then, hell, like, in this, with this administration, they'd be locked up. But Maxine Waters, because she's Maxine Waters, she can go out, she can incite violence and everyone's just like whatever it's maxine being maxine yeah no yeah it's absurd and so this this really to anyone who paid attention to the to the Derek chauvin trial like it's not really a surprise that they made this motion and honestly for me i'm not a lawyer or anything but again like out of integrity for our justice system i, I can't say that i disagree with the idea that he deserves a new trial so you know i guess we'll watch this space and see what happens there but It'll definitely be an interesting few months ahead, especially with the fact that, you know, the left, that's the thing, you know, with this, with this trial, like, of course it shouldn't impact the, the final ruling or anything like that. But if there is a new trial and he is found not guilty, I think that goes into like the midterm elections and you got to know the Democrats are eagerly awaiting to see what happens with this trial. They, they want a second trial of this. Another, another, another few months that they can stroke the racial flames and make us all divide and hate one another. They are eagerly awaiting the opportunity. It's a shame, but it's the truth. And it's just them. It's their MO. It's what they do. <laughs> it's what they do. I'll catch you guys on the other side of the break. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival. Presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Jelly Roll. Old Dominion. Lady A. Riley Green. Ashley McBride. Brothers Osborne. Walker Hayes. All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Welcome back, guys. So, last night... Caitlyn Jenner, actually, who, who's recently announced that she's running for governor of California against uh, current governor, incumbent governor Gavin Newsom uh, in the recall election that just recently came about. 
Uh, she sat down with Sean Haney last night, and I watched some bits and pieces of that interview. I did not watch the entire thing, but everything I did watch, I've got to say, like, I walked away from that pretty impressed. She also had this really cool launch video that I saw that speaks to who she was, why she came to California, and the damages that the communist really agenda, let's just be frank about it, and just tyrannical genera, agenda of the left has done to the state of California. You have gas prices that are, I think, $5, 5 or $6 up there. You have you know businesses closing all across the state uh, because of the crazy COVID restrictions that were put in place by Governor Newsom, which largely led to his recall. And you just have just there's so many more problems. That's why so many people are leaving the state of California and coming to other states like Texas, like Georgia, like Florida. Uh, unfortunately, though, I say that unfortunately as a Georgian, because these people, even though they hate liberal policies or they hate them in practice, they still apparently love the idea of them. And so they come to these new states like Georgia and Florida and Texas, and they just honestly, for lack of a better word, just fuck it all up. They vote the same way. Uh, for the same Democrat politicians that screwed them in their home state, uh, somehow not realizing the relationship and connection between what they just left uh, and the policies that they still seem to support, which will always be a mystery to me. Uh, but I watched that interview and I saw some of the reactions that a lot of people had on the right. And I think there, it really was like evenly split. A lot of people on the right were like, wow, like this is like really good to see. Like she's the best candidate for this office. Like she's going to do really well. But then there were some people I think who were more like, Traditional conservatives were like, are we really about to support Caitlyn Jenner? And for me, it's like, I will say, I when I look at Caitlyn Jenner and, you know, the campaign, the platform that she's released and what she's running on, I can't say that there's anything ideologically there that I oppose, right? Uh, and I think that there are far worse people in our party uh, when you think about the Liz Cheney's and you think about the Mitt Romney's and the Adam Kissinger's who have done a lot more damage to the Republican Party brand and conservatism in general than Caitlyn Jenner really ever will. Uh, and so it's like, for me, like I get like why some people are hesitant or, or you know, whatever because of their whatever, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like I see a candidate who I think can have some broad appeal and who really represents the best chance that we have at really retaking California for the first time in God knows how long. Like, when was the last time we had this opportunity with a candidate like Caitlyn Jenner? Adam Schwarzenegger? Or Aaron Schwarzenegger. This is how f far above my, or ahead of my time I think he was. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, did I say Adam? Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, was, was he the last guy that we really had that opportunity uh, with? You know? And so it's like, for me, it's like anything that we can do to run up the score, reach new people, grow our party, I'm down for. Uh, I will never support uh, you know, politicians who are weak on conservatism, weak in, uh, on values and things like that. Uh, but if there's a person who I believe is going to be committed to putting America first, putting their state first and all those things, then hell yeah. We need more people like that in our party. And I don't care if you're gay, straight, black, white, Asian, it doesn't matter to me. Um, it just matters that you do the right thing and you fight for the things that in which we believe that are going to uproot everyday Americans or uplift everyday Americans. Uh, and so more power to her seriously more power to her uh and uh yeah yeah seriously like i like if you haven't already go look into the, her announcement video like it was actually a really cool video that was done uh and i liked it a lot and also on the issues like she uh, ran a tmz it's this is so interesting because she's just such a different kind of candidate like she ran a tmz 
uh, I think she was going to get coffee, <laughs> and they asked her, should transgender people be able to allowed to play sports of the of the gender they transitioned to? And she was like, no. She was like, biological boys should not be able to play women's sports. And I was like, wow. So it's like, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And the fact that she agrees with that, as someone who's transgender, but yet you have other politicians out there on the right, Republican Party, who don't agree with that, who aren't transgender, says a lot about the courage and conviction of some other people who lead our party in contrast to hers. And so, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be an interesting race for sure. I'm looking forward to it, seeing how it shakes up, but it will be a wild one. I think, I think that's something we actually work on is getting, is getting her on the show. I think that would be a really interesting conversation. So uh, we're going to work on that. Producer Rob, you got that? <laughs> we're going to do that. But guys, thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure. I'll see you back here next week on CJ Pearson Uncensored. Thank you to everyone uh, for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe, listen to this, share it with everyone. And I'll see you guys, like I said, next week. Hey guys, CJ Pearson here. Join us right here on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts for the same hard-hitting truth because we'll never stop fighting for you. Right here on CJ Pearson Uncensored. CJ Pearson Uncensored, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Jelly Roll. Old Dominion. Lady A. Riley Green. Ashley McBride. Brothers Osborne. Walker Hayes. All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.